God is so good and his timing is always pretty incredible in a way that we don't always expect. And you may remember all the way back on the first Sunday of Advent, we began kind of a little series about the threefold office of Jesus and also our anointing at baptism. And part of that came from the fact that during Thanksgiving week, leading into the first week of Advent, I had had three funerals uh, for Big Len Kabilis, for Fred Setzer, and for Dolores Van Voorst. And also had that week three baptisms. It was beautiful for little Maria Guadalupe, for Catherine, and for Skye. Well, the amazing thing is, here we are, fourth Sunday of Advent, so what did I do today? I baptized little Roberto Alexander and celebrated the funeral mass for Mary Floyd. I mean, it's amazing how God just kind of like brings it all together because a month ago, who would have known? Except for the fact little Roberto Alexander was actually supposed to be baptized a month ago with uh, little uh, Maria Guadalupe, but he skipped it. So, and I'll tell you, those kids not showing up to their own baptism, it's crazy. But... It all worked out because there he was today, and we had, once again, a baptism and a funeral on the same day. And you may have even noticed if you got here early enough, or if you were in the 20-mile-long confession line, that we had not yet moved the Paschal candle, which it's interesting, you know, it only gets lit two different times outside of the Easter season. That's at funerals and at baptisms. And so this morning, it was lit by the baptismal font for Roberto Alexander, and then was lit right up front for Mary Floyd. And as I got to do this baptism this morning, I was reflecting on you know, a life lived in Christ, lived as a priest, prophet, and king, and was really thinking about this as I was trying to come up with how I would articulate this last anointing of king, right? We've talked about the priest, we've talked about the prophet, now we talk about king. Now, when it comes to that point in the baptismal rite that the baby is anointed, so I get to dip my thumb in sacred chrism, which, by the way, smells amazing, right? It's the smell of victory. It's so great. It's what the bishop consecrates our hands with when we're ordained priests. And so I dip my finger into the chrism, and what you say is, you know, as, as Christ was anointed, priest, prophet, and king. Now, just as anointed, it doesn't tell you exactly what to do, but here's my own little flourish, if you will. Um, when it's priest, I do the vertical line, because you may remember, you know, the priesthood, as Bishop Barron said, it's like being a bridge builder between God and man. So it's like that vertical line from heaven to earth. Prophet, I go the horizontal line, because why? We're supposed to proclaim the truth to our brothers and sisters all around us. Well, we've got the cross at that point, right? So vertical and horizontal, when it comes to king, I do a big circle, like all the way around. So it almost looks like a host at mass, right? Where it's like this circular aspect all the way around. And it's almost like a little recognition for me of that last part with that kingship and what that means exactly. That ultimately in our being anointed as king like Christ, it's that we're to order everything towards him, right? I mean, he is the king of the universe. He holds the world in the palm of his hand, right, as the song goes. He enters into all of this with us that ultimately in our kingship, we're called to direct all of those things of our life toward him, to imitate him in all of the different rules and responsibilities we've been given. That basically that there's not a time in our life 
when we sort of like check out of our faith and then go, you know, do the things that I do just as John Eckert. No, there's not a time where Christ is not present, that we always have him and his truth involved in everything that we do. And, you know, that's one of those things that can kind of be hard to articulate exactly. And so I want to go to the catechism's paragraph on this. It's paragraph 786. And the the three, 784, 85, and 86, talk about how we're priest, prophet, and king after Christ. This is what 786 says about being a king. Finally, the people of God share in the royal office of Christ. He exercises his kingship by drawing all men to himself through his death and resurrection. Christ, king and lord of the universe, made himself the servant of all. For he came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. For the Christian, to reign is to serve him, particularly when serving the poor and the suffering, in whom the church recognizes the image of her poor and suffering founder. The people of God fulfills its royal dignity by a life in keeping with its vocation to serve Christ. And there it is. I mean, it's one of those things that's at at one point almost like so obvious that it's hard to articulate and yet so profound. That our life ultimately is supposed to be about imitating him. Because it's one of those things, you know, it's easy to kind of make the jokes. Like, well, I've been anointed king, so get over here and bring me a drink. No, I mean, that's not how it works. You know, that ultimately, I mean, look just right over here. We've already got the nativity scene ready. We know what the king of the universe humbled himself to do and entered into. That ultimately our life is not supposed to be about one big popularity contest because at the end of the day, that shifts and moves and goes away so quickly that really what we need to do is ask our Lord for the grace to see the circumstances into which he has placed us. Where are we right here and now? How do I live the gift of the present moment that he's given me at this time? I mean, we're all right about to celebrate Christmas. I'm guessing family is coming in from out of town. If you're one of those who's already in from out of town, welcome. It's great to have you. I'm glad you're here. You know, to, to recognize that fact that, yes, is it always easy to get along with the people in our lives? No. And I would say if I had to take a poll of the top sins I hear in the confessional, it's not getting along with family members, okay? That's probably number one. And just, I say that for hopefully for relief for you because we all go through it, right? I mean, I'm going to go up to Illinois. I'm really excited about it. After all the masses at Christmas, I will stay for Christmas. I'm not taking Christmas off. But, you know, I'm going up there and I am already spiritually preparing to ask God to not let me be annoyed by my brothers and my sister, okay? I haven't been home with them for like five years. I love them so much. It will be great. And they will drive me nuts. You know, it is what it is, right? But in sort of like the kingship, so to speak, this is where our Lord has put me to live out my life right now. How do I order that? How do I ask him for the grace to be humble and serve them? Not to say like, hey, take care of me, but how can I take care of them? And the thing is, in our life, there's so many different distractions that pull us away from that, that get us focusing on things that we have nothing to do with. And I would say, it's kind of timely. I was asked like four times this week, are you going to preach on the impeachment? Okay, here's what I said most of the time. No, but ultimately what I would get to is this. 
don't worship the elephant or the donkey, okay? They will always let you down. Who do we worship? Christ the King, right? Ultimately, he's the one who will lead us to happiness. I mean, basically, if we're only focused on those things, and I know, we look at what's going on, I get it, but ultimately, our Lord at the end of time is not going to say, what did the President of the United States do? Or, you know, what did Congress do? He's going to say, what did you do with the gifts that I've given you? How did you live out the kingship that I gave you? That anointing I gave you at baptism? How did you live the gifts and the characteristics that I put into your life? How did you bring those to fulfillment? And I just want to close with something I found so profoundly beautiful today as I had the honor of celebrating the funeral mass for Mary Floyd. Once again, the baptismal candle there in the back, or the Easter candle there in the back, right up here in the front. You see the full sort of like sweep of a life. It was a beautiful obituary that had this amazing line in it. She hoped all would remember her as that friendly, quiet little lady with a big disarming smile. What better can you ask for, right? And here's the thing. I got to know her. It was true. She really did. One of my favorite memories, I think, as a priest, I'm only a week out, not even. On Monday, I got to go anoint her and bring her, you know, the sacraments before she died that evening. And she looked at me and she said, will you please call a priest? I really need to see a priest. (laughs) I know I look like I'm 12. It's okay. I mean, I'll admit it. But it was just such a beautiful thing. She had a disarming smile, that friendly, quiet lady. Let's pray to God that that same sort of thing can be said about all of us. That ultimately into our day-to-day lives, those places that our Lord has placed us to reign. And remember, look where he reigned. You know, not in the palace, not like King Herod, which we don't want to be like, right? That ultimately in the humble setting of the Holy Family, which by the way, we have the Holy Family Room, which Mary Floyd helped to make possible, which is so beautiful in and of itself. But it's in those places that our Lord has placed us, in our jobs, in our day-to-day lives, and whatever we're doing, it's there that we're called to reign. And the beautiful thing is, he does give us the grace. He gave it to us at baptism. We just have to ask him for that grace to help us to make it happen, to let that reigning happen every single day. Not to get so focused on everything else that's going on. Look, eventually it will take care of itself. We need to focus on our own circle of influence. And the beautiful thing is, he'll help us every step of the way. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.